Hi everyone and welcome to Teeth and Tales. I'm your host Dr. Shadi Manicheri and today's episode is all about teeth whitening. I'm so excited to welcome Pema Langrodi on the show who is a dentist by background and the clinical director at Enlighten. In the first part of this episode, I talked to Payman about his journey so far and how he transitioned out of clinical dentistry. Uh, Payman shares his current stresses and how they compare to his stresses when he was practicing clinical dentistry. In the second part of this episode, we talk about the science of teeth whitening and how peroxide-based professional teeth whitening products actually work. We discuss some common side effects and why they happen. We also talk about some simple and effective ways that you can whiten your teeth at home. We also talk about what we really think of DIY teeth whitening methods that you've probably seen all over your social media. So I really hope you enjoy this episode and let's get into it. Hey, Pimon, thank you so much for joining us today. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me, Shadi. My pleasure. How does it feel to be on the other side of the mic now, so to speak? It's strange. I'm going to have to have you on my podcast as well at some point. You know, ours is much longer. Ours is like an hour and a half. Great. As long as I don't have to edit it, it's amazing. <laughs> Great. So could you tell us a little bit about yourself, your background, what you do and how you got here, please? Yeah, I'm, I'm a dentist. Um, I was a dentist. I'm now qualified as a dentist. And about six, seven years after I qualified, probably around the, your your age. How, how old are you, Shadi? Is that, is that a bad question? Uh, you should never ask women that question. Yeah. But I qualified five years ago. Yeah, so around 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 your age, I I, I suddenly had this uh, immature thought that I want to have more impact on the world than you know, the the five miles radius of the dental practice I was working in at the time. Um, and I was doing quite a lot of teeth whitening in that practice. Um, and, uh, you know, we, we, we had this idea of, you know, a whitening center. Um, and we went looking for equipment for that. And uh, there was four of us, my, me, my wife now, she was my girlfriend at the time, and the two guys I used to live with in university. And um, we went looking for some equipment and we found this company in America and we said that we want to buy some of your stuff buy your machines and they said look we don't we don't even have an office in london um or anywhere in europe so uh you know if you were a distributor that would be something but you're not you're a dentist and you know that word distributor suddenly got into my vocab and um i went and asked you know, a few people what, what were they talking about and, and and we sort of changed the plan to to actually distribute teeth whitening products and so we did that a long time ago something like 18 years ago now and so Enlighten really, it's kind of at the higher end um, of, of professional teeth whitening. So, you know, something that if, if you want to get it really right, that's, 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 that's where we're aiming. We're by no means the largest, uh, but we do try and be the best um, uh, supplier. And then at the same time, I've got my podcast, which you mentioned. And we also train dentists on some minimally invasive dentistry as well. Amazing. So you've really branched out. Do you ever miss clinical dentistry? Yeah, yeah. I, but you know what I miss, Shadi? I miss people. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, I don't miss teeth as much. Um, I miss people because you don't realize as a dentist you meet lots and lots of people. You take that for granted. Whereas now I've got, you know, we've got thirty-three people in our office, and um, I'm just meeting those same people every day. Um, and I thought about it recently. You know, I did a did a house up, and last time I did my flat up, I was a dentist. 
And I knew someone who was in central heating. I knew someone who was a kitchen guy. I knew a flooring guy. And all my patients helped me with doing up my flat. And this time I knew nobody. <laughs> it really came home to me. Um, very rarely when I go to a lecture and I see one of the top lecturers, I want to pick up the drill again. And actually for me, that's a sign that, you know, that's a great lecturer. And it makes me want to go back and actually do teeth. But, but I don't miss teeth so much anymore. That's interesting because I would think you would know more people, if anything, now going, you know, to the other I know side. more dentists. I know more dentists. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I don't know more civilians. <laughs> how has the stress of the job changed for you? So how, how long were you practicing before you changed? I was practicing for five, six years. Um, then we started the company. I took five years off. Um, and I used to, I, I was always thinking about, you know, mother. You know, sometimes a mother will take five years off to have two kids and then come back and be a dentist. So <laughs> I figured five years is enough. And then we, we actually had kids ourselves and my wife's a dentist. So um, she, when she was off on maternity, I took over her patients. Um, and then I worked sort of part time. I did everything. I did five days, four days, three days, two days. And then I came down to one day a week. Um, and I just had a bad day, Shadi. And I decided you know, I'm, I'm not going to need to carry on. You know, one day, it's, it's strange. As a dentist, you think one day a week would be so easy. But actually, you've still got to be, you know, up with it in, those, in yeah, that one yeah. day. You've got to have everything. If anything, it, it's, it's more difficult because you yeah. you're out of it for six days a week and then you have to yeah. remember everything for one day. And you, don't, you know what That's it is? You don't, you don't worry. When something goes wrong, you, it doesn't bother you enough to put that thing right. So let's say I don't know, the nurse does something wrong or whatever it is, or your loops, or whatever it is. Um, because you're going to be out of there in two hours time and then you're not going to be back for another week. Um, you don't actually end up taking care of all the little things. Um, but I found two days a week was quite nice as a dentist. That's how many days I work right now. <laughs> is that right? Is that right? I noticed your TikTok. <laughs> is that why yeah, your TikTok so busy? <laughs> my TikTok actually was born because I was really bored during quarantine and it genuinely kept me safe, uh, sane actually. Um, but yeah, that, that's why I have so much time to dedicate to the podcast. You know what, going, the, going through TikTok your TikTok, I, I went through your TikTok. I think I must have watched every single video you did. Yeah, but it actually, it actually, you know, for me, it actually, I didn't really understand TikTok. I, 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 I understood it, but I didn't really get it. But having, having a dentist TikTok in front of me kind of put it into context of what, oh, what yeah. the hell it's all about. <laughs> um, and I, I do like what you do. It's very good. Very good. Thank you. Thank you. So I started my TikTok by putting uh, videos of my cat up. And then during <laughs> quarantine, it was the only way I could stay. I, I, I saw it as a form of CPD, to be honest, because it was the only yeah. way I could keep up to date. And like I had to read up before I said certain things, because obviously if you put it in writing, you know, telling yeah, yeah. people stuff, it can't be wrong. So it was a form of CPD for me, if anything, you know. <laughs> and are you practicing, are you, are you uh, an associate in, in, in these practices? I am. Or in yeah, the yeah, two yeah. days a week either? And, yeah. and you're focused, you're focused on cosmetic dentistry sorry yeah 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 so I spent a couple of years uh, kind of playing around in hospital doing dental core training and stuff and then I went into practice and I actually really like it I think if you're in when you're in hospital you can kind of you know a lot of people tend to put you off practice life and they say actually yeah. it's lonely it's kind of samey you know you're not you know as stimulated and stuff but I actually really like it but I think it's because I'm in a very nice practice as well you know my, my work family is like my second family so I've been very lucky in that um 
and they're they're lovely people they're very enthusiastic about my tiktok career and they actually you know at the end of the day they come up to me and they say should we should we film a tiktok video so it's good it's good to have that kind of support and over over lockdown your your are you how are you handling lockdown with those uh pap, pap machines that you've got yeah that's really difficult the respirators yeah. They're so difficult, but actually uh, they're a lot more uh, comfortable to wear than, uh, than the FFP3 masks. Yeah. They're so much more comfortable. We look a little bit silly and obviously it's, you know, it's a little bit heavy to wear around your waist. And, you know, I'm used to like squeezing into places. So if you're taking an x-ray, you kind of squeeze around the surgery and under the x-ray tube. But now with this, I'm literally hitting everything. And the first time I took an OPG with the respirator, I was kind of squeezing next to the patient and hitting everything on my way. So it definitely took some getting used to, but they're more comfortable than, than the traditional mask. Mm. And if it means we can go back to practicing, then, you know, that's the only way we can look at it. Sure. Um, luckily, you don't have to deal with any of that. <laughs> <laughs> so is your job stressful now? I'm sure it is stressful, but how does it compare to the stress of doing clinical dentistry, would you say? No, no, it's, it's nowhere near as stressful as clinical dentistry. Um, mm. You know, businesses have stresses. Um, but if you're not up for those stresses, then you're not really up for business. I mean, the way the way it mm -hmm. tends to work, by the way, I'm no expert, but, but the way it tends to work is you've got problem A, B and C. And as you solve problem mm -hmm. A, B and C, problem D, E and F appear. Um, and so it's, business tends to be just a question of solving problems. Um, but stress, you know what I love about it is that I don't have to be in at 9 a.m. or whenever your first mm -hmm. patient's in. Um, and the fact that you don't have to be makes a really big difference to me. I really love that sort of freedom of that. Um, and dentistry can be a very stressful job. You know, the, 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 there are times where where your whole world's going wrong in the mouth <laughs> and you have to you, yeah, yeah, you yeah. have to fix that problem. Um, or there are times when you've got medical, you know, complications. Um, dentistry is a stressful job. Um, in my in my world, though, that there's that competitive stress that you have to worry about i mean what keeps me up at night is some guy in japan might come <laughs> honestly some guy in japan might come up with something that's you know better and cheaper than our product and and overnight that could be the end of everything and that's a stress worrying about that is a stress um but not day to day day to day i find it less stressful than being a dentist but at least with that kind of stress you know that there's nothing you can sort of do about it immediately you know with clinical dentistry you have to make a decision yeah. there and then whereas yeah. you, know, you can't really eliminate the competition it's just it's always going to be there no, as, but you've got to you know you've got to try and you know constantly improve stay up to that's them. the thing i noticed you did a max fax job um max lift I did. I did six months of that and and i found stressful. i found that the most stressful thing i've ever done yeah you know, yeah me too. in a hospital not really knowing what's going on properly yeah um yeah, yeah, really yeah. it's horrific honestly I, I started off my first week being on call and it was horrific because you don't know what you're doing you don't know where you are you don't know what the case that's presented to you is you don't know how to do the admin everything that could go wrong could potentially go wrong so it's very stressful and I, I genuinely have a certain type of respect that I put aside for people who've done max facts because if you can do that Definitely. then you can pretty much do anything Definitely. you know um, and it kind of reminded me why I didn't do medicine because my, my older brother is a, is a GP now. And when I was applying, I obviously seriously considered medicine, yeah, no. but I was kind of unsure. Um, but now, if anything, my MaxFax job confirmed that I made the right decision because I, I personally 
couldn't have dealt with medicine as well. Yeah, my, my, my brother's a doctor too. He's a radiologist and he's a consultant. He's stressed. I mean, I mean, who knows? Maybe he might have been stressed, whatever job he did. But, but sometimes I have breakfast with him on a Sunday morning. And on Sunday morning, he's already got Sunday night blues, you know, that, you know, that stress of work tomorrow. And um, I, I'm, I'm kind of the opposite. I'm looking forward to, to Monday morning. You know, and that's a real blessing, real blessing. Tell us a little bit about how teeth whitening works uh, that we generally use, you know, professional teeth whitening, we always advise as the best thing. And we use obviously peroxide based products. But could you just tell us the science of how that actually works to whiten the teeth? So I think look, for someone who doesn't really understand it, it's important firstly to make the distinction between um, the whitening the actual enamel of your tooth, which is, a, which is what we as professionals would consider teeth whitening and just stain removal, which, which, which a hygienist could do for you. Or, you know, if you've got something on the surface of your tooth, that's an actual stain, an extrinsic stain, as we call mm -hmm. it. So removing that stain is just cleaning your teeth, whereas teeth whitening is about actually whitening the enamel of your tooth. So that's the first distinction. And then how to do that? Um, well, there are different ways. So there are over-the-counter ways of doing it, which I'm sure we'll, we'll get on to. Um, but professionally, um, they're all sort of peroxide, hydrogen peroxide-based treatments. And hydrogen peroxide, to break it into some sim into simple idea, is that it breaks down into an oxygen that goes through the tooth. It's a very small molecule that actually penetrates straight through the enamel of the tooth into the dentine of the tooth. And that oxygen molecule breaks down longer chain stain molecules, uh, which are in the tooth. Um, that, that's the basics of it. The, 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 the more complex bit is that, you know, oxygen itself comes in lots of different forms, so radicals and so forth. Mm -hmm. And what kind of side effects do we get with this type of tooth whitening? So the most common one is sensitivity. Um, I think, you know, the research says around 25-30% of, of patients get some form of you know, sensitivity that they report back um, with. Mm -hmm. um, and we're not really clear at the beginning who's going to be sensitive and who's not and we do have there are some some warnings so you know if you've got exposed root of your tooth that's probably going to cause more sensitivity if, you, if you're a grinder um, a bruxus as we call it that's more likely to cause sensitivity but actually you can't know for sure who's going to get bad sensitivity and who's not and um the treating sensitivity is a big part of 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 teeth whitening so again with what with our product specifically um, we have desensitizers that we apply um, to manage that because you know obviously if, if if your teeth get so sensitive that you can't do the treatment then mm -hmm. then your teeth aren't going to go white so you know, we have to manage mm -hmm. the sensitivity that's the main one do we know why do we know why the sensitivity happens yeah there are, there are there are theories but you know as this peroxide penetrates your tooth and goes into the dentine of your tooth where you've got the sort of the nerve endings if you like um mm -hmm. then you get you get like a hydrostatic pressure um, in fact, I think the peroxide actually goes into the pulp of your tooth right in. It's, 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 it's actually safe. It's completely safe. And it's transient. It, it never outlasts the actual treatment. So it's nothing to worry about. Um, but, and, and certainly some products cause more sensitivity and some people get more sensitivity than others. But it's, it's never, never a big issue. Um, definitely the biggest problem is sensitivity. The, there are other few things that can happen. You can have 
you, any small white spots that are on your teeth can go chalky. Um, and uh, you know, the, the, again, that tends to be transient. Um, uh, with, with these days, it's not such a problem. But back in the day, before before your time, we were using stronger concentrations, and then sometimes they would get on the gums, and they would affect the uh, gums. You'd get little white spots on your gums, and not not such a big issue anymore. I get that when I over whiten my teeth, and I'm a bit over enthusiastic. I actually bleach my gums. You've got you've got some pretty white <laughs> teeth there. You do. <laughs> I think I've overdone it a bit. I bet you get a lot of comments from your patients, do you? I do, yeah, and and it's funny because now, obviously, with wearing the respirators, they can see my teeth a bit more clear, clearly. Whereas before, I was obviously wearing the mask. So, if anything, it's good for the teeth whitening business wearing a respirator instead of a mask. <laughs> um, will we have any lasting damage to the teeth when we whiten them? Because this is probably one of the most frequently asked questions that that I tend to get. Uh, well, not not that we know of. Yeah, um, it's you shouldn't say no because who knows. Uh, but mm -hmm. compared to almost every other thing a dentist does, it definitely is one of the safest treatments out there. I mean, it's definitely safer than wearing a brace. It's definitely safer than mm. um, having an implant. It's definitely safer than, you know, all the things that can go wrong with fillings and, you know, things can go wrong with every part of dentistry. Um, with, with whitening, it's very, very rare for anything really major to go wrong. Um, th th there were some concerns that maybe you were dehydrating the teeth and, and that could cause some flexure, but, but it really it didn't come to anything. Um, so no, it's super safe. It's actually very good for you um, as well because you know, whitening was discovered by mistake. It was actually a gum treatment before it was a whitening treatment. And what was happening was people were taking the braces off kids and back in the day, you know, all hygiene wasn't quite there. The gums were very inflamed and the orthodontist would put some peroxide mouthwash into the retainer um, to, to solve that, that uh, you know, the gum inflammation. And what they found was, oh my God, the teeth are going white as well. And that's how, that's how they even discovered teeth whitening. So um, it is very good for your gums, actually, but we, we don't normally mention that. Um, there's, there's research that it reduces um, root caries as well mm -hmm. and plaque adhesion to teeth. So it's, it's actually a beneficial treatment if you want to look at it that way. Yeah, that's true. And what is your opinion on DIY teeth whitening? Because you, a lot of people hear about, you know, like the lemon juice, baking soda and things they make up to the things that they can buy over the counter, you know, things that are sort of advertised on social media. Did those things actually work? Um, look, there are, there are reasons why these have become sort of urban myths yeah so as dentists we like to sort of just just say no this is all rubbish but you know if you put enough acid on your teeth eventually they will, they'll, they'll look a bit whiter it's not it's not good for you to do that um so you know lemon juice you know probably dissolve away some surface stain and remove <laughs> some surface enamel at the same time and create that sort of etched look which is a, a chalky look on your teeth yeah. um so you know the answer is no, they don't work. But the reason why these things have come into folklore is that, you know, you will get some change of color, but it's not worth it because you're going to damage yourself by doing that. Um, mm -hmm. Baking soda, I'm sure, does have an abrasive effect. And you know, there, are some, there are some toothpaste that have baking soda in them as well. But, you know, in, in general, um, if you're going to try and do something DIY, just brush your teeth really well. You know, that, that, mm -hmm. that's, that's the best thing you can do if you want to do something for your smile. <laughs> Just have a really good oral hygiene regime. 
um, which most people don't, you know, and, and I understand it, you know, from, from where we're sitting, it seems very obvious. But if you think back to before you got into dentistry, you know, yeah, yeah, were, yeah, were you really cleaning every surface? Were you cleaning between your teeth and all that? Um, you know, so we, we mustn't take that for granted that people have regular lives. <laughs> um, yeah, but, it's but true. The best way to, to that you can, as a patient, as a person, you can keep your teeth white is by you know, cleaning them properly. Yeah, that's true. And there can actually be a lot of damage. As you said, you know, these stuff uh, is quite abrasive. So they're going to wear the enamel down and then maybe even get down to the layer underneath dentine, which is actually more yellow. So not only yeah. will they damage it, they can eventually actually make them look more yellow. Because I think people are mainly put off by the cost of teeth whitening. They just want to get away with a sort of an option that's maybe not as expensive and yeah. DIY. But what's important to know is that actually they're not going to work and they can actually damage your teeth. So you're better off not doing it and waiting until you can go ahead with professional teeth whitening. No, at the end of the day, teeth whitening is not the, the most expensive thing that can happen in a dental practice, right? I mean, it, it's mm -hmm. one of the cheaper things um, and, and you can spread the cost of your treatment and so forth. Um, so, you know, for me, if, if you want to make a change, it really does make sense to, to see a dentist about it. It really does. It's one of those absolutely uh what's your opinion on whitening strips how do they work and do they work yeah it depends on which whitening strip you're talking about so um there are there are some in the us or actually or everywhere apart from europe um that do have some peroxide in them um and uh they do they do brighten teeth um of course it's not going to be the same as 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 a proper treatment of the dentist although last time I was in America I, I met someone who had very white teeth and I said how, how do you do that and she said whitening strips and then the interesting thing is when I asked her so what are you doing which which product are you using she said oh you know I just do it once a month you know like and, um and so Your teeth are naturally white <laughs> well no she does it once a month right so, so so she's spending loads of money they're like 50 pounds a pop um, yeah. So yeah, if you do it once a month all the time, I'm guess I'm guessing your teeth will get white eventually with them. Um, I'm interested in it though uh, because at the end of the day, you know that my little nightmare about the uh, Japanese guy um, th that is the nightmare for, from from a from a from a company perspective. So I'm definitely mm -hmm. interested in finding out whether or not it's possible to have a, a product that. Um, whitens teeth without visiting a dentist and, and, and we work with that all the time we're constantly constantly playing with that mm -hmm. but i think also people need to realize that they can't do it completely on their own you know because if if as we know if there's disease in the mouth you know if you whiten the teeth it's not going to be the the best thing to do so you need to make sure their mouth is nice and healthy before they do any sort of whitening whether yeah. they sort of do the strips or professional teeth whitening so i think it kind of needs to be at least supervised by a dentist i would say or, or a dental professional I mean, people need to visit the dentist anyway right i mean i know in the uk in the uk we're, we're weak on it um, I think about half the population. I, I don't know, is that still the case, Shadi? When I, when I was studying, they say half I would the have population. To check the statistics. <laughs> when I was studying, <laughs> half the population doesn't visit the dentist regularly. Um, uh, so you know, I, th I think people need to visit a dentist at least once a year um, mm -hmm. to have them looked at and have them cleaned professionally. Um, and then after that, you're right. Once 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 you the the, the um, dentist tells you you're healthy, then um, you know you can do other things. Yeah, no, I think it's not people's favorite thing to do to go to a dentist. No. I haven't been technically, I haven't been for about seven years, so I can see why <laughs> that doesn't count. Do <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, okay, so what about maintaining the whitening results? Say someone uh, does the whitening and their teeth are nice and bright. What kind of maintenance would it need over the years? Is it a one-off treatment that they kind of do and then never uh, have to do again? Or it needs maintaining. Um, with with our product, it's one night a month. So 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 I'll quickly I'll quickly run you through how how they do it. You take the dentist makes a tray um, for the patient, and then the patient wears this tray for two weeks um, overnight. Um, and, and with our product, they come back and have a little booster in the surgery at the end. Um, so using that same tray, um, one night a month or one night every two months um, keeps the teeth white. Um, again, with, with our product, if, if they do that, then um, there's no there's no um, dietary changes. They can they can eat or drink or smoke whatever they like. It doesn't affect the color of the teeth. Um, mm -hmm. So, so yeah, it does need to be maintained if you want them to stay that very white as kind of because you know it is a reversible treatment at the end of the day, which is one of the best things about it. So, will it work for everybody? Uh, is everyone's teeth going to be whitened with the whitening product? Uh, yeah, um, there are there are some things that make it harder, and so you know, uh, for, for what what we found is grinding your grinding your teeth, bruxism, is is the biggest issue um, when it comes to whitening. Um, but uh, yeah, everyone's teeth will change eventually. <laughs> um, some will take a bit longer. We 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 found six issues really, but the but bruxism is by far the biggest problem. So the grinding of your teeth is the one that causes the most complications. Do we know why? Yeah, so you grind your teeth, um, you know, saliva gets into the tray, the gel escapes. People who grind their teeth tend to have thinner enamel as well. And thinner enamel is also one of those, uh, one of the six. Um, and those people also tend to have more sensitivity um, as well. So, you know, it, it's basically a perfect storm um, of, of all the different issues <laughs> come together with people who grind their teeth. But as you know, as a dentist, um, bruxism is just a, a complicator in almost every single thing that we do as dentists yeah. because the forces are so huge um but you know in, in every everything we do bruxism seems to play a part but it's very common i think most people that i see have a, a certain degree of bruxism at least because everyone is so stressed now yeah. including myself i remember when i when i was doing my exams i would wake up and i would be like my jaw would be clenched closed. you should definitely do it you should definitely do a podcast on it for sure because yeah, it's yeah, one of those, it's yeah. one of those problems that, that is kind of a hidden thing. People aren't generally aware of it, and they, it either comes out as headaches or neck aches or, or, or yeah. whatever. Um, but you know, I was looking into this, trying to find out, you know, what percentage of the population grinds their teeth. And when I've talked to the people I know who are sort of the key people in this area, um, my understanding is a hundred percent of the population grind their teeth sometimes, Just, to yeah. some extent. Um, but that sounds pretty accurate. But there's something like 15% of the population who grind their teeth habitually all the time. Um, and, and so, and as you said, stress is, is the key sort of uh, driver of the other lot. But there, there, are, there are a group of patients who grind their teeth a lot. I think that your brain's very wired up to your, to your jaw. <laughs> so. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> and I think it's one of those things that people don't realize they're doing it. Yeah, so. yeah often you know we have to act as detectives and there's signs in the mouth that you can see like you know that little line on the cheek when I see my patients and they, they actually don't realize they're clenching their teeth and they have that sort of line on the inner cheek yeah. 
and it's very very faint and i often show them mine because mine is much worse than anyone i've seen <laughs> Uh, but it's just one of those things that, you know when you, you when you know. just pull 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 the cheek back and sometimes it's so hard it's like an athlete you know like an yeah. athlete's arm yeah, yeah. and other times other times you grab it and it just comes straight out and it's it's that that cheek that's so tough for me that was sort of the, where i suddenly start looking for bruxism obviously the other signs of it but um yeah it's it's problematic and i think a lot of people would come with pain that they don't know where it's coming from so they'll be like it's coming from around here and you yeah. check all the teeth i actually had a patient last week he was in so much pain and all the teeth were absolutely fine but i sort of checked his muscles and he, he was so tense yeah. and so painful so you can obviously tell but as you said it's just one of those things that a lot of people do and it ruins pretty much any treatment we're going to do so <laughs> yeah. it's interesting to know whitening is one of them as well yeah. Um, is there an age limit for teeth whitening, would you say? There's a lower limit. Um, so uh, legally, you've got to be 18 um, if in, in, the, in Europe if you want to whiten your teeth. There are a few exceptions to that. So, um, you know, if, if it's as a, as, a, as a result of a disease process, then um, you can whiten them. But, you know, what they don't want is, you know, your 15-year-old girl saying, oh, I just fancy a whiter smile and, and having them bleach. Mm -hmm. Not that there's a safety problem, but, but Europe just put that limit on. Um, and on the upper end, no, there's no limit. I mean, I, I got into whitening because I was practicing in a seaside town um, where most of my patients were over 70. And um, interestingly, they that group want white teeth as much as every other group. You know, you've come across it when you've, you're picking the teeth for dentures or whatever, and they go for the whitest. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That group wanted teeth white, and, and in in my practice where I was an associate, the previous dentist was a wonderful prosthodontist, an excellent dentist, but he never mentioned whitening to his patients at all, um, because you you know whitening whitening is not sort of in that sort of prosthetics. It's not in the Meccano bit of dentistry, mm -hmm. is it? Um, so uh, I started talking about whitening, and I noticed this massive uptake. People wanted wanted it. Um, you know, we sometimes get blinkered, Shadi, as, as dentists, because we've got all the different things we do. But if you, again, if you zoom back to before you were a dentist, the color of your teeth um, for a patient who's not in pain is definitely their number one concern. Um, mm -hmm. I'd say it, I'd say it's a bigger concern than all the other bits put together. Um, I'd say it's a bigger concern than the, the alignment of teeth. It's a bigger concern than the shape of teeth. It's bigger than everything else put together. And so as dentists and as a profession, we've been very weak on addressing this because we know that it's not even part of an examination to record the color of teeth, you know? And it's mm -hmm. that disconnect is extraordinary because it's our patient's biggest concern and when we do a full examination, some some places I know they do an hour's examination and don't record the color of teeth. Check everything. But don't record the color of teeth. Yeah, yeah. Except that. it's 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 just a historical fact because we never knew how to change them, I guess. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, but it's one of those things when people have it treated that they're so happy with the results because it's essentially their teeth. It's just had a little, you know, facelift essentially. And then when they look back often including myself you know i've looked back at pictures of myself and my teeth weren't that bad they were maybe an a3 or an a2 but now when i look back they seem so yellow and they just drag everything down you know i think the other thing is teeth are getting whiter um so when when i was a dentist a proper dentist um when, when i was doing a lot of cosmetic dentistry i was doing a lot of porcelain veneers before composite and, and whitening was so huge before invisalign existed actually um i was doing a lot of porcelain veneers which i kind of cringe a little bit at now um but um i remember we used to pick 
you know, A3, A2 as the shade, um, which was the yeah. A2, B1. Now we wouldn't. Now you wouldn't. Now, now you would be at B1, which for, for, for the audience, if they're not dentists, B1's the sort of whitest natural shade, um, or mm -hmm. even whiter than that. And so, you know, it's, it's a bit driven by celebrities and all of that, but overall, teeth are getting whiter um, out there. And it looks better. It makes everything look better. And I know you probably won't know much about this probably, but with women, if they wear a certain shade of lipstick, it can actually make their teeth look quite yellow. So if you have, you know, white teeth, you can get away with a lot more. And that's actually something people people say and they mention. That's know, interesting. So, kind of so I've heard it the other way around. Yeah. Where they say, <laughs> wear, wear the right lipstick and it makes your teeth look whiter. But, yeah. Yeah. So both things. You make a very good point. So if you sometimes wear... you want to use that other color. That, that makes your teeth look pale, right? Exactly. No, so urban if you decay. The science kind of... behind it. <laughs> <laughs> so the science behind it, Paymon, is that if you wear a red lipstick with a blue undertone, mm -hmm. apparently it makes your teeth look whiter. Um, Which is the one that where, makes your teeth look darker, sort of the browns and. No, just anything that's like a bold color. So I personally found that things like pinks or just anything that's a bright color or is a very Obviously. vivid color is gonna just show your teeth a little bit more uh, whereas if you have bright teeth you can get away with wearing anything you want essentially and it's not going to look bad so you know not that you need to know this for any reason but I <laughs> oh no it's important <laughs> probably i need to know this more than you do <laughs> so yeah so if the guy in japan comes and creates something for lipsticks just just come to me and i'll share as much knowledge <laughs> yeah, as yeah, yeah. i see a business there <laughs> <laughs> hope you enjoyed today's episode and maybe even learned a few things I think I picked up a few points and I genuinely really did enjoy it Paymon is such a delightful guest and I'm really honored that he came on the show as always I would love to know what you thought of this episode so please feel free to reach out to me on Instagram at Dr. Shadi Manucheri also if you have any suggestions or questions relating to the podcast please let me know there will be a new episode every week so please make sure to subscribe to the podcast to never miss an episode and i can't wait to speak to you soon